Section 7 of Historical Sketches of the Catholic Church in Oregon During the Past Forty Years by Francis Norbert Blanchet. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. First Mission to Cowlitz, Washington Territory, 1839. The first mission to Cowlitz was begun by the Vicar General on March 17, 1839, and continued until the 1st of May following. Arriving at the settlement on the evening of March 16th, the Vicar General was accommodated by Mr. Simon Plamondon, with a room for his own use and also an apartment, 18 by 25 feet, to be used as a chapel. Besides the four farmers and their families forming the colony, there were a large number of servants employed on the farms of the H.B. Company, some of them having wives. The mission commenced on Passion Sunday with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, the publication of the Law of God and the Precepts of the Church, on which an instruction was given. Mass was celebrated every day at 6 a.m., during which an instruction was given. The rest of the day was devoted to teaching the Catechism and Canticles to the women and children in French. In the evening all assembled in the chapel, where evening prayers, an instruction, and singing hymns preceded the hearing of confessions, which continued long into the night. The Indians were instructed, at stated intervals, every day. The ceremonies of Holy Week made a deep impression on all who attended, and the mission was fruitful in good results. The news of the arrival of the missionary at Cowlitz caused numerous delegations of Indians to come from remote distances in order to hear and see the black gown. Among these delegations was one led by a chief named Slalakam, whose tribe inhabited Whitby Island, Puget Sound, 150 miles from the Cowlitz Mission. After a journey of two days in canoes to Fort Nisqually, and an arduous march of three days on foot, across streams and rivers, and by an exceedingly rough trail, they reached Cowlitz with bleeding feet, famished and broken down their object was to see the black gown and hear him speak of the great spirit as soon as they were refreshed the missionary began to speak to them of god of the incarnation and redemption but the great difficulty was how to give them an idea of religion so plain and simple as to command their attention and which they could retain in their minds and carry back with them to their tribe in looking for a plan, the vicar-general imagined that by representing on a square stick the forty centuries before Christ by forty marks, the thirty-three years of our Lord by thirty-three points, followed by a cross, and the eighteen centuries and thirty-nine years since by eighteen marks and thirty-nine points, would pretty well answer his design in giving him a chance to show the beginning of the world the creation, the fall of angels, of Adam, the promise of a Savior, the time of his birth, and his death upon the cross, as well as the mission of the apostles. The plan was a great success. After eight days' explanation, the chief and his companions became masters of the subject, and having learned to make the sign of the cross and to sing one or two canticles in Chinook jargon, they started for home, well satisfied, with a square rule thus marked, which they called Sahali Stick, Bois de No. That plan was afterwards changed from a rule to a large chart containing the great epics of the world, such as the Deluge, 
the tower of babel the ten commandments of god the twelve apostles the seven sacraments and precepts of the church these being very useful to enable the missionary the teaching of the indians and whites it was called the catholic ladder the fruits of this long mission were very consoling the women grown boys and girls had learned their prayers in part and some of the catechism and the younger children some part of their prayers the first strophe of several canticles in french and chinook had been learned and were sung alternately by the two choirs of men women and children after the chant of the other strophes by a solos by that means the offices on sunday at mass and vespers were rendered pretty solemn and attractive the number of baptisms were twenty-eight of which twenty were indian children and seven were adult women thus in adding the seven made in december last we will have thirty-four baptisms made at cowlitz seven marriages blessed and large numbers of easter communions the winter season of eighteen thirty eight nine had been so exceptionally beautiful as to allow the farmers to plough and sow without interruption on the fifth day of april the prairies were blooming with wild flowers and strawberries on the seventh the grass was six inches high augustin rochon the servant of the mission brought from canada had in no way remained idle he had made six thousand rails for fences squared the timbers for a house and barn which were to be hauled on the mission land as soon as he could get a yoke of oxen the settlers of cowlitz and their families were extremely pleased to have the visit of rev m demur during the mission of the vicar-general there this visit was due to the following circumstances first mission at fort nasquale about the eighth of april eighteen thirty nine rev d leslie a methodist minister arrived at cowlitz en route to nasquale where he intended establishing a mission among the indians this information at once prompted vicar-general blanchet to dispatch an indian express to father demur at vancouver asking him to proceed at once to nasquale in order to plant the true seed in the hearts of the indians there father demur left immediately and reached his destination in six days during which he was drenched with a cold and continuous rain he was welcomed with great politeness by mr kitson the commander of the fort a house was appropriated for the purpose of a chapel and he at once entered upon the object of his arduous journey the indians flocked from all sides to see the great chief of the french and receive his instructions an unforeseen incident however came near preventing the mission begun under such favorable auspices the commandant was unwilling to allow a vast crowd of indians to enter the fort and ordered them to stay outside of the palisades one of the indians bolder than the rest dared to force an entry and was pushed back rather roughly by mr kitson hence the beginning of a riot which might have become fatal if the appearance of the missionary had not appeased that untamed multitude who shall not here admire the holy influence of religion in the person of humble priest over an enraged multitude of indians on his simple appearance among them such is the influence of religion father demur was then obliged to go out of the fort to teach the indians who during the whole time of the mission gave him evidence of their most perfect docility to his advice 
the first mass was celebrated in the presence of the commander and other persons of the fort among the throng there were counted indians of twenty-two different nations all the days of the man of god were devoted to his dear neophytes to celebrate the divine offices teach the christian prayers administer baptism to children explain to the indians the dogmatic and moral truths of religion to hear the confessions of the canadians such were the occupations which absorbed the days and part of the nights of the priest during the ten days the mission lasted monday the twenty ninth of april was to the servant of god a day well calculated to indemnify him plentifully for his long and painful journeys and missionary labors for on that day mrs kitson the wife of the commander after having followed the instructions with much attention and practised with fervour the exercises of piety prescribed to her had the happiness to open her eyes to the light and receive the gift of faith and the grace of baptism the following day the thirtieth being the day fixed for his departure was a day of mourning for the poor indians of nisqually men and women flocked around him to entreat him to remain among them and to show him the deep sorrow which his too untimely parting caused them they went so far as to promise him perfect docility to his advice and that if polygamy was an evil in the eyes of the great spirit they would forthwith conform themselves to his will deeply touched by these admirable effects of the grace of god father demur encouraged them to perseverance and consoled them the best he could for having to leave them giving them to understand that he parted with them to obey god who was calling him elsewhere where sheep were to be brought to the fold and that he would soon return to them and prepare them for baptism after having given orders to build a chapel and said mass outside of the fort he parted with them blessing the lord for the success of his mission among the whites and indians and reached cowlitz on monday the thirtieth with the conviction that his mission at nisqually had left a very feeble chance for a methodist mission there brother wilson whom minister leslie had left orders with to build a house on a certain piece of land must have been greatly despondent at being witness to all he had seen the fruits of this unexpected mission were thirteen baptisms two of which were adult women the rest being children and two marriages this mission was made so short because rev m demur was bound to be at vancouver to meet there the brigades of north and south and prepare himself for his mission to the upper columbia the vicar-general having completed his mission at cowlitz and given his orders for the building of the priest's house prepared to start for vancouver second mission in the willamette valley the two missionaries left cowlitz thursday may second eighteen thirty nine for fort vancouver father demur desiring to visit the catholic settlement at st paul's which latter place they reached in safety by means of a canoe propelled by the stalwart arms of four indians father demur at once started on horseback to visit all the settlers but was obliged to relinquish his journey and return again to vancouver in consequence of a violent cold which he caught on his former journey to nisqually whilst there he had the pleasure of receiving two large cases filled with goods intended for the mission which had been forwarded from canada and which were greatly needed 
among the gifts was a beautiful folio edition of the bible presented by rev antoine parent of the seminary of quebec which was greatly admired by all who saw it on arriving at st paul the vicar-general learned with much surprise that his first mission at st paul had caused quite a commotion among the methodist preachers who had a missionary station about twelve miles south of the catholic settlement the cause of this excitement arose from the fact that the vicar-general had rebaptized and remarried a number of persons who were officiated over by the methodist ministers a number of catholics withdrew also from the temperance society and prayer meetings of the methodist brethren these acts aroused all the ire of the ministers who deeming themselves and their office ignored determined to be revenged but before doing so they endeavored to make proselytes among the catholics through means of rev daniel lee's preaching and praying in some of their houses rev david leslie next got up a revival but it was barren of any fruits as a dernier resort a complaint was made to governor douglas relative to the influence which the catholic missionaries were using in order to keep the lambs of the flock out of the clutches of the wesleyan wolves the governor however told his informant very curtly that it was none of his business thus finding themselves foiled at every point the preachers had recourse to their usual weapon of slander and falsehood a copy of an infamous publication entitled maria monk was circulated among the community this work pretended to give awful disclosures concerning confession and convent life and was filled with stale slanders and exploded inventions the circulation of this obscene book caused considerable feeling among the catholics and the vicar-general found on his return an excited community where all was peace at his former visit the vicar-general's attention was at once directed towards allaying the excitement by a simple explanation of the vicious causes which led the methodist ministers to cast such a firebrand among the peaceable and happy community he proved the work to be a tissue of falsehoods and calumnies which had been refuted over the signatures of some of the most respectable protestants of montreal where the scene of its shameless relations was laid the canadian settlers naturally became indignant at the vile artifice hypocrisy and ingratitude of the methodist ministers whose lives they had been the means of saving but a short month before it appears that an indian had stolen some wheat and being discovered he was severely beaten at the methodist mission his tribe threatened to massacre the people at the mission which so alarmed rev david leslie that he hastened at once to the canadians begging them to use their influence with the indians to save them which the canadians did most effectually finally the methodists discovering that their efforts to malign their catholic neighbors were recoiling upon their own heads they quietly withdrew the vile book which had caused so much trouble and learned afterwards to live in amity with their neighbors 
the second mission given at st paul's by the vicar-general lasted thirty days and was attended with great zeal by the surrounding settlers their wives and children the catholic ladder was found very useful in imparting instruction as many of the neophytes did not understand french sufficiently to be instructed in that language it was also exposed in the church on sundays and fully explained to the congregation who listened with the most respectful attention during the mission the vicar-general had the consolation of receiving into the fold of christ mr montour a former clerk of the hudson bay company together with his wife and children this gentleman proved a most zealous convert assisting with the greatest devotion at all the offices of the church on sundays and weekdays on the sunday within the octave of corpus christi all the congregation united in a grand procession in honor of the blessed sacrament repositories were erected and an avenue of trees planted through which the large multitude passed in regular order thus this mission produced great spiritual results and the vicar-general left for vancouver on the seventh of june well pleased with the earnest piety of the congregation of st paul the brigade of the north mission of father demur to fort colville in eighteen thirty nine the hudson's bay company's brigade of the north was styled de porteur in consequence of the men being obliged to pack the baggage on their backs for want of horses started on june twenty second eighteen thirty nine it consisted of a flotilla of nine barges manned by fifty-seven men under the command of chief factors ogden and black a passage was offered to one of the missionaries with this brigade as far as walla walla and as the indians at fort colville had been told by the missionaries that one of them would return again for the purpose of instructing them in the faith father demur was selected for that duty leaving to the vicar-general the vast missionary field already open along the waters of the columbia the willamette and puget sound arriving at walla walla father demur procured a guide expecting to make the trip to colville in six days in this however he was doomed to disappointment as his guide proved treacherous and left him alone before half the journey was accomplished which necessitated him to send back for another guide and thus fourteen days were consumed on the journey after this delay and having surmounted many difficulties father demur arrived at fort colville where he entered at once on a mission which lasted for thirty-three days and resulted very beneficially to the employers of the h b company as well as to the numerous indians gathered around the fort on his return trip he also gave an eight-day mission at okanagan and spent two weeks at walla walla to the great joy of the assembled indians and the few whites employed around the fort the brigade of the south second mission to cowlitz the brigade was composed of a large number of servants trappers of the h b c returning from california with horses laden with fur it arrived at vancouver june fifteenth and was to return in three weeks with horses packed with provisions and goods for the trade of the following year several of the servants had wives and children to be baptized instructed and married the task became onerous on the vicar-general as this was in addition to the ordinary duty of teaching of the ladies and children of the fort and others 
he undertook it heartily saying mass early and dividing his time between them all they were made forty-four baptisms of which thirteen were adults and the same number of marriages amongst which were those of mr michel la Pramboise, the conductor of the brigade and mr joseph mclaughlin son of dr mclaughlin the brigade left july thirteenth having to camp between fifty and sixty times making four leagues a day before reaching their trapping places in southern oregon it had to pass through a very warlike wicked and treacherous race of indians waiting in ambuscade for the purpose of robbing and killing animals and men on all occasions hence the name of les coquin the rogues given to them and la riviere aux coquins the rogue river given to the country by the men of the brigade after attending to the spiritual wants of the brigade of the north and the south the place to be visited next was the cowlitz settlement the vicar-general reached that place on july twentieth and as he had learned that a building had been erected on the mission land he directed his steps there and took possession of a little thirty by twenty log-house in which he celebrated mass the following day it was roofed and had an addition for a kitchen at one end but was without floor doors and windows it took some time before this could be done or the joints of the logs could be filled with earth as the farmers were busy at their harvest he found there also a barn of sixty by thirty raised roofed and sealed around ready to receive the crop of six bushels of wheat and nine bushels of peas sown last spring augustin the laborer had fenced twenty-four acres of land and ploughed fifteen others to be sown next fall so that the missionary of that place was assured of his daily bread the log-house was used as a chapel under the patronage of st francis xavierius and a lodging for the priest till eighteen forty two the priest in having his modest bed on the gospel side of the sanctuary was more fortunate than the young samuel who had his own in the vestibule away from the sanctuary the daily teaching of the women and children commenced as soon as the harvest was over the catholic ladder was used here for the first time with great profit to all on the weekdays and on sundays augustin rochon the servant of the mission had run a great danger some time after the departure of the vicar-general in the beginning of may he had bought a horse from an indian and paid the price agreed the indian displeased with his bargain came back to have his horse again which augustin refused hence a strife in which he was stabbed by the indian fortunately there was present a half-breed who seizing the stick augustin had thrown to the ground in order to have free use of his hands soon made the indian run away this mission lasted forty days the first mission to nasquali was made by father demur who celebrated the first mass in the fort on april twenty second the day after he arrived his visit at such a time was forced upon him by the establishment of a methodist mission there for the indians his mission was a success and it now being the time to go and consolidate the good already done there the vicar-general left cowlitz reaching fort nasquali on august thirtieth and began his mission of twelve days 
the fort contained five families including that of mr kitson the commander and his servants numbering in all thirty-six souls the men attended mass at five in the morning and had other exercises in the evening their commander leading them the example though not a catholic the forenoon was devoted to women and children of the fort teaching them their prayers and explaining the catechism with the aid of the catholic ladder some of the women able to speak only nisqually chinook jargon and flathead mr kitson who understood those languages besides french and english was very useful as an interpreter some of the women on the outside were allowed to assist at the exercises and at the end of the mission the women and children were able to answer many questions on god holy trinity incarnation and redemption all had learned to sing the first couplet of five french canticles and two in chinook the afternoon was devoted to the teaching of the indians who were few in the beginning but continued to arrive in canoes every day until they numbered at least three hundred twice was the vicar-general obliged to allow a number of men and women to come and have the satisfaction of touching his hand the mothers brought their children on their backs for the same purpose among other chiefs was slalakum one of the twelve who travelled from whitby's island to cowlitz in april last in order to see the blackgown instructions out of the fort were given first in a large tent and afterwards in the open air under the shade of a tree all were looking at a large catholic ladder hung up on a pole the points being shown with a long stick among the remarks made by some of the chiefs was that of slalakum that man noah had more children than the first man adam it was a beautiful sight in the evening to look from the inside gallery of the fort on the indian camp with its numerous bright fires and to listen to the harangues of the chiefs on the subject which had been explained to them and the duty of their listening to the great chief of the french some of them soon learned to make the sign of the cross in chinook jargon and to sing the first couplet of two canticles in the same dialect two indian children only received baptism because the parents were afraid of that medicine there were six baptisms and two marriages were made mass was celebrated on the last sunday outside the fort in a repository made of matting to give the indians an opportunity of witnessing the great ceremony the men sitting on their mats in a semicircle in front of the altar and the women behind them at the mass as well as at the vespers the two choirs of men and women made the air resound with the chant of their canticles and so amazed were the indians that after the service was over they remained still long before leaving their places poor brother wilson who from a sailor boy had become a preacher was looking at this catholic demonstration at the hands of the indians with no small astonishment End of section 7